Hello, everybody. This is Death by a Thousand Crits, the D&D actual play podcast where I, Dante Longoria, your kind and loving dungeon master, try to kill my wonderful PCs. And they love me for it. I don't know. I kind of like them, Death. What? <laughs> Looking for to. our cast today, we have the wondrous and mystic Matt Thompson. Ooh, oh, spooky! I will like be playing Orin. Yes, I am. Apparently, I, I didn't, didn't know this is a horror apparently. podcast. I will be playing Orin. He's a level. He's a level six uh, sorcerer, come gun mage. So uh, yeah, he's he's been to battle, and now he's he's come out the other side, and he's got a gun. <laughs> so he's ready to roll. He's got a gun. Awesome. <laughs> Next, we personality have... trait has a gun. That's has he's a gun. Texan. <laughs> has gun. He's Texan. He's a Texan elf, basically. <laughs> oh gosh. Next, cool. next we have. The voguish and pristine Hunter Stanley. <laughs> yep, that's me. Voguish and pristine. Vogue. That's what my uh, yearbook says. We did says look that up. Do. That is a word, <laughs> voguish. Most voguish, most yep. pristine. Confirmed. Yeah, I won both of those. <laughs> Who do you play, Hunter? So I am playing Brill. He is a Warforge built with the characteristics of an orangutan. <laughs> and he loves to stab things. So you'll be seeing him rogue and vogue. So be careful. He's out there. Also level six. Level six. Yes, he's a level six rogue. So Phantom. That, what phantom roll rogue. He's a right? he's a phantom rogue. Um but Which not like spooky. Billy Zane's Phantom. That's Ooh. a different it's a different entirely. No purple suit, no horse, nothing like that. Billy Zane. Uh and next we have the elegant and stalwart Josh Kinnear. Uh I st- I don't know about elegant. But stalwart. Uh, He's okay with stalwart. Uh, yeah, no, word. that one makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Bertram Athelnabby. He is a level six uh, battlesmith artificer, and he is a half orc. And he has a pet mm. dog. Krieger. Oh yeah, and construct. he's got Krieger, his construct, and he's he's the goodest boy ah. ever. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and last, but definitely least, we have the. Boyish and courageous. Ooh, got me bloody in there because I am the, the the blood brother, the bloodiest brother. Um, once again, want it, love it, need it. Blood. Um, I'm playing uh, Mark Basgard. He's the half orc wizard sweet. hacker, level six transmutation wizard and uh, master mage. So. He's also oh my god! Oh my god! It I'm in love. And, and he's a really good he's waddle a, he's player. He's a waddle mama. Yeah. Waddle mama. Waddle, waddle mama. mama. Waddle mama. Yep. 
Uh, amazing. Thank you. Thank you to all our cast. I love you guys. Just remember that. <laughs> As I'm a reminder dead, to our listeners, this is me. a campaign of high risk. Punches will not be pulled. Villains will actively attempt to kill the pun- the characters, but only if the need arises and decisions have consequences, both good and bad. On to the episode recap of episode one. Last episode, Mork found love. Orin faced an old rival with new tricks. Brill sliced and danced. Bertram had a flashback, and the group jumped through a teleportation portal in the nick of time. Now let's see if our boys are able to stay out of trouble in this episode. I think our band of misfits is trouble. Yep. You guys ready? Yup. Yeah. Let's get to it. Here we go. You all jumped, ran through the portal, teleportation portal that Warren produced with his teleportation ring that was given to him by his employer. As you guys make your way through the teleportation circle, you notice that you are suddenly in a completely different room. This space is no bigger than a modest living room in an equally modest house. There are six chairs around a round table in the middle of the room. There's a fireplace in a corner and one door. There's also a window that you can see a picturesque landscape of rolling hills and a bright blue, lightly clouded sky. Birds can be seen flying effortlessly, chirping happily. A glistening jewel-like body of water can be seen in the far distance, jutting up against a grand, grand snow-capped mountain range. It's a perfect scene. The door opens, and you see a man walk through. Master Orin! I'm happy you made it back safely. He greets Orin by the forum, and Orin, you recognize that this man is Duncan Dunedain who you have had dealings with prior. Good old Duncan. He then turns to Brill, Master Brill. He stakes respectfully and then bows deeply. Master Athelnabi and Master Nat Basgard, my name is Duncan Dunedain. Pleased to make your acquaintance. He bows his head respectfully. Please make yourselves at home. It looks as though you've had quite a day. How does he know my name? I think he whispers. <laughs> For the first time, Bertram and Mort, you both take in the room. Go ahead, Mort. I'm no, you're good. Off. I think he's going to whisper that to Bertram. Um, actually, am I, am I possessed right now? I don't Did we think die? so. I don't know. Who's this heaven? No. Wait, why does he know my name? Um, do we feel any effects after walking through that portal? Is there anything, like, noticeably off about us? Um, no. Not you guys. There's nothing off about you guys. Is the body mm-hmm. still intact? The body is there on the ground, yes. Okay. Yep. Mm. God, he's still our name. Orin and... I'm going to turn around, and I, <laughs> I, f- I forget that the body's back there. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> somebody get the body up. Somebody get the body up here, please. I can't look at it anymore. I already touched it once. Just stop it looking at soft. it. It was like touching a 
wet piece of broccoli or something. It was disgusting, guys. Please get it out of here. <laughs> um, Duncan Dunedane is wearing a nondescript gray button-up shirt. The sleeves are rolled up, and they reveal iron-like muscles that ripple under the many, many scars on his arms. Wait. His like, pants are simple and black. Yes, go ahead, bro. So... Does he have iron arms like that guy from Mortal Kombat, or are they just like <laughs> no? He's just that ripped, like they're that ripped. hard. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he's ripped. Okay. He's ripped. He's stacked. <clears throat> His pants are simple and black, and tucked into well-worn boots that have seen better days, but oddly enough, are still very much in their prime. He has dark hair that's kept short. He has honey eyes that reveal sorrow and serenity, and he walks towards the group. With a swagger that betrays his absolute confidence in his abilities. That's a that's a man. <laughs> uh, Does Mork say that oh, out shit, What? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can I do an insight check? Yeah. Can I also, dude? Yeah. Go go for it. Go for it. Orin and Brill, you guys have, have go and roll. Orin and Brill, you have have met. This is who gives you the jobs. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, We've so met. you guys are you're very familiar with Duncan Dunedain. Uh, I got a fifteen. The, this man is honest. There's nothing uh evil, there's nothing conniving about him. He's doing his job and, and he seems like he is um believes in what he's doing and there's nothing wrong with him. Do I, we nobody he said his him. name, right? He oh, introduced he did. Okay, himself. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Mork's gonna well, throw up a little bit and then walk over, trying to look <laughs> as tall as possible, um, and just say, uh, "What is he five one? He's five five. and just say, uh, <clears throat> "Yeah, we got." Well, this guy's like uh, built. And he six doesn't three. even make eye contact built with six him. Three. Yeah. Maybe he looks over him. He looks. <laughs> I definitely looks over him. He just says, "Uh." Well, we got the body over here, so uh, what are we going to do with it? <laughs> um, Duncan pats Mork on, on the shoulder. He pats him on the ass. To acknowledge. <laughs> yep, yeah. Gives him a little good yeah. game. He says, thank you. Yeah, thank it was you. hard. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Master, master Basgard. Yeah. Thank hey, you, Master uh, Basgard. Could I, could I pull you over to the Let side? Let me take a look at this body. As we walk over to the body. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's we'll, we'll talk sort of a little shop. Body. You know, uh, I can see you're very, you're strong as a buy. So, uh, just a, you know, a quick question: How do you know my name? <laughs> How do you know my real name? Uh, he kind of just smiles at at, at Mork. Orin. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's good work we're doing here. We brought the body back. Hey, quick question for you: How do you know my name? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think he just whispers that to try to make everybody else think that he's just talking, talking chop. So Duncan just puts a hand on uh, Mork's shoulder and just pats and then him. Mork slaps his ass. And he, ca- he calls over to Orin. He goes, Orin, do you have any trouble on this job? Trouble, trouble. Uh, about what you would expect. An old friend showed up. Yes. Rivera, yes. You remember Reveda. our friend? Reveda. Reveda. Um, uh, yes. Uh, was he there for the body as well? He was, and he was a little 
different? How so? He, you see that he gets very serious now. The man glowed purple. Wait, what? Like purple? What do you, wait, what? Kind of what, kind of, what kind of aura? <laughs> Didn't know this either. Yeah, wait, wait, what? What's an aura? What are you what, talking what about? Kind of, what kind of, he, you said he was glowing a little bit? Uh, yes, as, as I recall, his eyes, his eyes especially okay. had a... Had a little purple tint to him. I don't know what he had to drink earlier, so but it was showing. Okay. I think Mark Mark's <laughs> going to start looking through his through his research, um, if he can. Yeah, so can, I, can I roll for mm, what do you <laughs> history? History, <laughs> roll history. Yeah, as you roll that, uh, Duncan again. He's looking real, real pensive uh, and serious. He looks at Warren and Brill. He goes, "Are you sure that's what you saw?" Absolutely. Brill nods head. Hmm. I'm going to have to speak with Master Alpha about this. Um, uh, I rolled a fatty natty one. Oh, dope. So, uh, <laughs> according, dope. To your, no. <laughs> according to your notes, Captain Raveda was imbued with the power of purple worms. It's be purple worms. <laughs> so he has a purple worm in, growing Guys, inside. Guys, this is very serious, okay? He's... I'm not joking, okay? I think you might actually have a purple worm inside of him. I had that once. You find yourself a good cleric. You're, like, you're, you're fine. Oh, clerics, okay. He's going to write that down. Too much <laughs> oh, He's going to write that down for sure. <laughs> too much raw beef. The purple worms. What does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> uh... Duncan goes over to the body and he kneels over it and he puts his hand over it and all of a sudden it looks like it starts leaking out more juices uh, and there's light coming out from every you know hole or orifice, yeah, orifice that, that that pops up and he looks he looks at Bertram and he goes did any of that get on Krieger Master Bertram I don't know did any of it get on anybody here. I didn't touch it. I'm, I'm, Bertram's going to stare at more, like, yeah, super I told hard. You, I was asking if you guys are feeling okay. Are you guys feeling okay? I think I'm feeling okay. I don't, I don't exactly, I mean, I threw up earlier, but that was just because it was disgusting. I wasn't expecting it. Warren just takes a very oh distinct, God. large step away from more. Guys, I think I'm, okay, I did touch it a little bit. I touched it with my finger, <laughs> but not like, just like a clay part, like a toe. Ew. Guys. <laughs> He he looks at he looks at Mork really worried. He goes over to him. He goes, Master Basgard. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just messing you with you. Nothing's wrong with you. He says it's just blood. Yeah, I totally do. You're joking on me, dude. He yeah. laughs. He pats Orin on the arm. He goes, it just gets easier and easier. Guys, yeah. <laughs> you guys totally fell for it. <laughs> it's a it's, a, it's, a, it's obviously it doesn't do anything. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you guys got the bathroom right here, or what? It's like, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta take a pee real quick. <laughs> he goes over to the body, and he, uh, looks at Bertram. He goes, Master Athelnabby, I know you were the one who procured this body. Is it okay if I take it? Mm, I, I need some assurances beforehand. What do you need? Um... Uh, not to get too detailed, but I'm contracted through the Craghand Syndicate 
to do this kind of work in exchange for them not attacking my family. I see. So my employer, Master Alpha, will examine the body for research purposes, and then we can return it to you. Will that work? As long as it's still in one piece? Sure. Should be, unless it falls apart. It looks like it's falling apart pretty quickly. Great. Does that sound good to you? Don't really see too many other options here, so just be quick, I guess. He he extends his arm towards Master Athelnabby. He goes, thank you. Or Bertram, he goes, thank you, Master Na- Athelnabby. Oh, like you for a handshake? Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a warrior's embrace. Oh, like forearms or handshake. Forearm, right? Oh, yeah. No, he does it. Uh, he does it, and then he pulls in Bertram close Ooh. to his ears so that no one else can hear. And he goes, not to worry about the Craghand Syndicate. We have that under control. And he pats you on the back. So many takes, questions. Takes the body. <laughs> Same. And goes, thank you. I will return. And he exits through the one uh, door. Uh, wait, the where, where is he, where's he taking that? Where's he taking that? He looks to Orin. He goes, where's, is, is he going to keep that? or? He looks back at him kind of like with this look on his face that says, um, of course. He's, he's just pointing alpha. at where he's going. Like, oh, oh, oh we got to. You guys don't want to. You guys don't want to know about the body, or that thing's disgusting. Well, I want nothing to do. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's kinda, fucked up. It's kind of fucked up, but it's like you get you throw up once and then you get over it. But it's like there's like a lot of. It's so interesting. There's a lot of power behind it. Interesting. That's one word there's for like, it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super disgusting, but it's like. So what? What's everyone thinking at this point? I. Uh, for Bertram, he's just so confused. Like I, I think normally he's he seems pretty assured of what he's doing, but after that uh, uncomfortably close conversation that he just had, <laughs> he is just, he's out of it. He's in a weird spot. Yeah, Mar- Mark, Mark is no, uh, really really wanting to learn more about this body. Um, but he doesn't want to. He knows he's in 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 company that uh, he's in a different place that he's unfamiliar with. So he doesn't want to press it too much. But he's like chomping at the bit to learn more about this body and figure out some of the secrets that it holds. Uh, he's champing. He's, he's at the chafing bit. at the bit. Chafing. Oh, that's how does that make yikes. you feel? That's unfortunate. Is that what you wanted? Gross. Chafed. <laughs> <laughs> Brill and Orin, uh, what are you guys thinking about right now? What's going through your mind? Brill is uh, interested just to watch this body. <laughs> Orin is Magically. relieved to get rid of the body. He's he's relieved and he's in a uh, familiar place again. He knows these people. He feels safe around them. So he's he feels that this job is complete to him. So he feels pretty satisfied. Gotcha. So as you, as you guys are waiting, what are you guys doing for him to, uh, as you wait for him I think Mark is pacing around nervously, probably making everybody else nervous, asking questions uh, in the interim. Oren's trying to, to drum up some interest in food. Is anybody else hungry? Yeah, food sounds super interesting. Yeah. Feel a bit peckish yeah, yeah, myself. Definitely, definitely. How long were you in the city for? Too long. Yeah. I don't what care. What time did you arrive in the city? Yeah. That... About what time? I I missed breakfast. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and he writes it down. Interesting. Did you eat lunch? Did you eat lunch around the area? (laughs) Orin's kind of leaning over and looking at the notebook, what he's writing down as he's telling me. I I, I 
did. I did eat lunch, if you consider a a half an apple and and lowercase lowercase a p p l e yes scratches it out with 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 a note that says lowercase on there some local local spices. You buy local. You buy local. Oh, super cool. Yo. Very cool, very cool. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. And your partner over there? Has he been with you the whole time? Are you can, Absolutely. Are you he goes vouch, with me everywhere. You can vouch Lovely for chap. Okay. All interesting. day. Very Twice interesting. Twice on Sundays. Okay. Very interesting. Twice on Sundays. Yeah, very cool. Okay. <laughs> and then he's just going to walk away and go over to Bertram. So, uh, Bertram. <laughs> that's your name, right? That's your name? Bertram? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You mind if I call you Bert? Yeah. Okay. I do mind. Well, well Bert, where, where were you the on the, uh, the, the time of the incident, which is approximately 1 p.m.? Why? I'm just, you know, just trying to piece the puzzle pieces together, trying to make a puzzle out of the pieces. You know what I mean? Sherlock Mork. Just trying to make, just trying to make you know, it's a bigger picture thing, but, you know, I'm just trying to figure out more about, you know, what was going on in your day. You know? What did what'd you eat for breakfast? Was it an apple? Was it an apple? I didn't. I didn't. Was it lower a lowercase apple? Lowercase apple. No. Interesting. Very interesting. He's just going to write interesting under Bertram. <laughs> and that, I think that's the majority of what Mork is doing. Just trying to be a quote unquote investigator. <laughs> so, Bertram and Brill, what are you guys doing? Uh, so, after, as you wait. after Mork stops talking to Oren. Uh, Brill walks over to Oren and points at Digger. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "He says to Oren, am I a dog to you?'" <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no! Oren's am I your wow. dog? Oren's just gonna Whoa. look at him as like taken aback, like he just got slapped in the face. How? <laughs> Can you ask me? You are a friend, a co-conspirator, a cohort, and a close associate. <laughs> My can, good man. Can I hear this? Like, am I close enough to hear this? I'll go and make perception check. Oh, okay. It's a very low DC. <laughs> small room. <laughs> Big voice. Small room. Small yeah. room. <laughs> yep. That's a 10. Does that as a ten do it? Yeah, you hear it for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, Krieger is also that to me. <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> so, of course. So, of course. So Brill here hears all this and he just looks at Orin and he says, Okay, good. Just checking. <laughs> 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 <That was it>. <laughs> <laughs> just like he, he, this this is like the second he saw this dog. That's really what he was trying to understand. Was wait, aha! Uh-huh. If he's a living thing, kind of, and a robot, am I? You know, so so that's what he was trying to puzzle out. Much like Mork is trying yep, to puzzle out a puzzle pieces. They're all pieces. Um, can Mark? Can Mark? Mark? That's him. Fuck Mark. is Mark? <laughs> Mark the Mork. <laughs> can can Mork look out the window and try to discern where he's at? Where no, we he are? No, cannot look out the window. He cannot look out the window. Yeah. Okay. Go make perception. perception. Can I also do? 
is this okay if I do? Or make investigation. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. I just want to see if there's, like, any magical sort of mm, fuckery going around here. Like, am I in a dream? Am oh, okay. I in a trance? What's happening right now, sir? So, after, ask, after asking everybody the all the questions, um, I think he's... So you can roll either investigation or arcana, whichever one you want. I'm going to do investigation. That's my proficiency. Okay. Oh, yeah, 18 plus 5, 23. So you're watching, you're, you're looking out of, of this window, and you're looking at the birds. You're looking at the body of water in the distance, and you start noticing that it seems like the same birds Ooh. are passing through. Okay. And you start listening, and it's the same chirping. Okay. At the same time. I think he knows what's going on here. Okay, he's going to he's going to play it kind of cool. I think that actually makes him more comfortable than anything else going on in this room <laughs> uh, with the challenging material that Brill is bringing up. <laughs> <laughs> sentience <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think knowing that it, it's potentially a sort of pocket reality that they're in um, makes him a little bit more comfortable he feels like he now has the upper hand on what's going on so he's gonna he's gonna write that down in his yeah, little notebook he, he f- and uh, with the with the time stamp of what he thinks the time is and yeah, just continue walking around, pacing around the uh, the perimeter. I think more feels just, comfortable because he he just knows it, and he's like, "Look at me, guys." Just I know as I suspected. Guys, so. Yeah, that's what makes me definitely uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> pocket reality. Yep, <laughs> predictable for sure. Check. <laughs> <laughs> of course. The doorknob turns. Door opens. Duncan re-enters the room. He sits down at the table, and he places a paper out in front of him. Oren and Brill, you know that this means he has another job to be completed. Master so Oren. Brill, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Brill, Brill looks up to Oren, waiting for his to, waiting for him to act. Duncan begins to speak. Master Oren, Master Brill, Masters Athelnabi and Basgard, and he raises his hands towards uh, Bertram and Mort. It appears that my employer has a job that requires your combined talents. Have any of you heard of the Omnitivum? He looks at each of you, and he gestures towards the seats to sit down. History check? Or okay. is that... Would that work for that? Yeah, you can, you can roll. I'll give that a shot. Oren gets a big fat 17. Yeah. Uh, you said history. Ooh, dirty 20. Okay. How's a five do? Not much. <laughs> Not real well, I'm thinking. He can Mark. almost remember what, what happened 10 minutes Oh, sorry. Ago. Yeah. Uh, 21. 21. Okay. Um, I'm going to give him more chance to speak because it looked like he was about to say something. And then I'll give you guys your history checks. Yeah, I think he hears the word the thought crosses his mind like, yo, play it cool. But then he's, I think pride (laughs) overcomes him. He's just like, absolutely, I've heard of the Abentism. Yep, definitely. So what you know of the Abentism. looks around the room like, you guys guys know about this? Yeah. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Uh, Bertram, Oren, and and Mork, what you know of the Abentism is that it's, it's rumored to be an ancient artifact. God made by the Turnian that has 
ultimate power, right? Essentially, it can, it can make do anything that you want um, with the combined power of the Turnian. Brill, so, you've, you've, heard, you've heard of it, Brill, but you don't, you don't know those, those parts. So it's like a, like a Philosopher's Stone type deal? A little bit, a little bit. Okay. Interesting that you believe the, uh, so you, you think, you think the Turdian exists then? The gods of Orthane? Absolutely. Really? He goes, he goes, please, please sit. Absolutely we'll love to. And then he pulls out his little notebook as he sits. Okay. Those Masters Athlanabi, Master Brill, Master Orin, please take a seat. Orin sits down with a flourish of his Yeah, coach. Mork sits down with the popping of his collar. <laughs> <laughs> Bertram just sits, sits down <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. That's just boring. Bro has to yep. climb that up sounds to the right. Oh, bro. <laughs> He's cool. His starting. legs extend so you can sit Bro's kind of starting to make me a little sad. I'm not going to lie. He's happy. He's happy. He's happy. I think more cool. might have to climb up too. Unfortunately. Duncan leans forward, puts his hands... Claps his hands together, puts them on the on the table, on top of the paper. He goes, I don't know what you have heard, but here's the truth of the matter. The Omnitivum is a Turnian-made artifact that was gifted to man for times of strife. It's rumored to hold the power to heal any and everything, to restore balance when balance has been all but destroyed, to mend the broken, to restore what has been lost, the ultimate tool to destroy evil and all that is wrong in Orthane. And he looks at, at each of you. Go ahead and make insight checks, everybody. Inside, inside, insight. Ooh. Oh, hey, that's not bad. 20. Uh, uh, that's a 20 14. for me. Oh, uh, well. So even with a 14, Mark, Tw- would you uh, get? 21. Okay, so even with a 14, Bertram... You can tell that this man is dead serious and wholeheartedly believes what he's talking about. There's there's no ounce of lying or trying to be conniving in any way in what he's telling you guys. So what you're saying is that the Abdativa is real. It's impossible, though. That that contradicts everything that the charity stands for. They're 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 completely passive. They're they. They don't even understand what. I mean, if they're if they're gods, they don't even understand what what life what it is to be alive. Why would they care? Have you noticed the wild magic surges happening Have throughout I the land? Have I noticed that? I've been recording them. I've been following them. Of course, I've noticed that. Why do you think I'm? <laughs> fo- why do you think I'm here? Do you know what wild magic surges are? Obviously, more mis- Can master basgard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would that yeah, be? go ahead. History? Okay. History, yeah. Because the, the real magic surge, wild magic surge haven't been seen in hundreds, hundreds yeah, of years. Yeah, that's a seven. Fits. Oh, my God. <laughs> Perfect. And he'll, he'll act well, with you as don't, much confidence as yeah, if you hit Obviously, I know. You know what mas, wild magic surges are as far as what the textbooks have told you from your studies is that they were produced by sorcerers, uh... And, and beings with innate magical abilities to essentially destroy and kill the order of things. Yeah, everybody knows that sorcerers use wild magic surges to promote insurgency. That's it's 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 in the textbooks. Everybody knows what it is. You see sadness in his eyes, like deep sorrow. 
He goes, no, my my dear Master Basgard. Wild magic surges are, are one of the most natural things of the world. It, it's purely when magic just can't be contained anymore. The arcane forces just can't be contained and, 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 and they burst out because we're not supposed to control magic. Magic is free. Magic is, is what keeps order in this world by the pure chaos it causes. What you are seeing are not true wild magic surges. Remember that body that you looked at today? That's not a wild magic surge. That's done on purpose. I knew it. I knew it. They're, are they, they're doing experiments. Are they doing experiments? They're try, are they? They're tr I knew it. Before I end, <laughs> before we talk about this, before we get into that. Brill, Bertram, and Oren, what are you guys thinking of as you're as you're listening to this? Oren is just kind of like trying to look like he totally understands <laughs> and, and gets it. You know, he's just like <laughs> as as the as he's describing what the what the magic surges are and they're natural and beautiful and all that. Oren's just kind of like he he's got his eyes closed, <laughs> nodding along, just like like listening to a preacher kind of thing. He's just like mm hmm mm hmm. Amen. <laughs> He's just in it. Uh, Bertram's probably a little impatient looking. He he's not really interested in all this stuff. He just wants to know how it pertains to him exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brill is very interested. He is thinking maybe that's where he came from. Is from wild man, wild magic that just brought him into existence into sentience it's like yeah maybe maybe that's what this is all about duncan looks at mork and asks asks him have you seen the, any sorcerers around master basgard or druids well i mean or people who have magic flowing freely through them i mean kind of not not really, but kinda. Without having to go to one of the esteemed universities of Orthane to learn? I mean... How to control arcane powers? I mean, I... I mean, him. And I, he points to Orn. He kinda does it. Orn How's just Orn kind of gives him a, a little smile and kind of looks over his shoulder to make sure he's pointing at him. What? Me? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, him, and then he points again to <laughs> more directly, <laughs> more center of body, center of mass. <laughs> Caught on to that, did you? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of yeah. kind of easy to see, I think. But I mean, I, I have a, I have kind of a nose for these things, so yeah, definitely. Duncan goes. So you've seen one in your entire I life. Mean, <laughs> I mean, that's enough, I think. It's enough to say that there's at least they're they're out there, right? Orthing used to be a place of magic all around. There were sorcerers, wizards, druids, clerics, warlocks living freely together in ultimate chaos and harmony. And now it's off balance. Now it's perverted and corrupted. And he leans back and he removes his hands from from the piece of paper and he goes, taps him. Taps the paper, looks at each of you deeply, and continues. He goes, this paper provides us with the intel on where we can begin our search to find the Omnitivum. This is the key to restoring balance in, in Orthane. I mean, 
I, I don't even, that's not even, like, who, who would even wield that? That's too much power for any one person, obviously. For the wrong person. Bloody wizards, that's who. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Present company accepted, of course. Oh, you're right. <laughs> what does this have to do with me, exactly? I'm glad you brought that up. Master Athelnabi, the Omnitivum in, in all its glory and, and power is in fact an artifact that must be constructed. So we are in need of an artificer to construct the Omnitivum, to put it back together. It's been split up as far as we know. Are you saying you have a piece okay. already? We do not have a piece already. <sighs> Visibly upset. He's like, fuck. Fine. Whatever, so, <laughs> yeah. My my question is, you're aware of my current contractual obligations. With like, the syndicate. The Hand Syndicate. Yeah, I can't just yes. go around making magical things for whoever. It's pretty easy to tell who makes what if you know what you're looking for. We, myself and Master Alpha, are not looking for you to fully construct it. We're merely asking for this one job to help us find the right direction. Alpha cannot leave. He has his studies and he has his work here. That is important and I cannot leave Master Alpha. So where am I supposed to be piecing this together exactly? Because there's a lot of things I'm going to need, materials... Workspace. You, you let us worry about that. If anything, this will pay very, very well. Orin, this will completely pay off your debts to the Craghand Syndicate and Ooh, more. Excellent. You've got one of those too. <laughs> yes, yes. A captain needs his ship after all, yeah? Oh, shit. <laughs> Master Basgard, if at some point you wish to, after acquiring what needs to be acquired, you may study the artifact and everything that comes with it, with myself and Master Alpha. Yeah, look, that's pretty cool. And then he gets chills, whole body chills. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Work goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and Master Brill, it will offer you the answers that you are seeking about yourself. What are those? Hmm... Oh, is that a word? Oh, sorry. Mark. Yeah, I, I do that sometimes. I'm sorry. Bro looks over at Mork kind of slowly. I think he... And then he just looks back Mork at Mork just Duncan. gives him big eyes. The just zip. like... Oh, man. I goofed, didn't I? <laughs> Shit. I'm, he just whispers. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Bro doesn't say anything. He goes, I would leave you to discuss, but... I need an answer now. Time is of the essence. As you saw, Captain Reveda was already after the body, and that confirms suspicions that others may also be after the Obnitiva. Well, you know I'm your man. I would love the chance to pay off the crag hand, but more than that, I feel that I owe Reveda a little bit. You're like a dick. <laughs> yes, well put, sir. Well Don't, put. No, no, no eye for colors. <laughs> Uh, Brill, Brill says, uh, Brill, Brill says, me too, whatever my friend over here is doing, I'm with him. 
And he kind of he looks he looks at Orin and then tries to wink. <laughs> oh God! What, is what does that look, look like? like? Yeah, yeah well, tell me yeah, about that. Yeah. He, d- he doesn't have eyes. Oh. <laughs> so just just one eye gets just bigger though. than the other. Oh yeah, <laughs> Orin knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, so he just gives a big wink back. <laughs> Endearing. I love it. <laughs> so, Oren, Brill, and Mork are in Bertram. Master um, Athelnabi. As long as it's not going to put me in a bad position, I'm cool with it. It will take no longer than three days. How long do you typically have to wait for someone from the crag hand to collect? Anyways. Oh, uh, it depends on who's collecting. So in in this case, you know that it's going to take at, at least three days to collect. Okay. So you have time. I'm fine. Done. It was wonderful. Orin, the teleportation ring gets activated again, and you know that this will take you directly to your ship. He goes, I will leave this paper here with you. Again, Master Orin, when the job is complete, the ring will be activated. Good luck. Orin stands up and does his flourishing fancy bow and thank you good sir farewell he looks at each of you and nods a little bit kind of like a little head bow he looks at brill it's a little bit of a deeper bow and he walks back through the door what do you guys do Oren activates the ring to to open the portal to his ship he's ready um bertram's just gonna stand up and tap his like for krieger to heal and just start walking towards it yeah, I'm running low on slots, but I'm I'm down. Port Mort is walking towards it. Uh, Brill hops off the uh, his very high chair and then, uh, waddles over. <laughs> Who has the piece of paper that you? I need? thought Orin had it. One of them, Orin oh, or Brill. I too. I think everyone forgot it. So then I oh, totally yeah. forgot it. Brill reaches his super long <laughs> arm out without there even, you go. even the his body Jones style. Yo. Yeah. Uh, Brill, do you take a look at it? Uh, no, he does not look at it. He hands it straight to Orin. The captain. Orin, do you look at it? Yes. So on it, there's two words. One says Ranar, R-A-N-N-A-R. Sounds like a name. And the other one you know well is Magus. The city mm-hmm. of mages. Yep. Under it, you have what looks like a diamond with spots for four artifacts that can be put into it. And you gather that that must be the Omnitivum and what it looks like. And that's all that's on that paper. Gotcha. Well, they put a lot of work into this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, if you're going to have a meeting, like really put a presentation on, you know, put a slide deck together, yeah, do something. Fantasy PowerPoint. Yeah, this could have been an email. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to Death by a Thousand Crits. We have had an absolute blast playing and producing it, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. It's been a true labor of love for every one of us. So stick with us, and I promise it will be worth it. Follow us on Twitter at Death by a Thousand Crits, no S. Instagram, Death by a Thousand Crits. Facebook, just look us up, Death by a Thousand Crits. And please flood us with your fan art of the characters. Engage with us. We're going to have Discord up. We would absolutely love that. I'm pretty sure Joaquin and Matt 
and maybe me would even cry. Um, anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again, everybody. Oh god. You guys go TLDR. through the, the teleportation portal. <laughs> As you all exit through the teleportation circle, you are faced with this airship. Orin, can you describe the airship that they're looking at, please? It is a small but very sleek-ish kind of craft. Um, let's say sleek-ish because uh, there's been a lot of modifications <laughs> to it. It's, it looks like what you would expect from like a just a local fisherman with a little bit of money so it's a moderately sized ship but uh there's a lot of a lot of modifications to the shape to kind of make it look more streamlined and and uh added parts here and there some of it looks a little slapped on but uh but yeah it's a big big large triangular sail on the on the angular hull and uh kind of sticking off each side or these uh, large looks like artificers got a hold of it but it was like several artificers that didn't talk to each other about the plan before they started building <laughs> so there's like chunks of uh, bronze sticking off here and there uh, big uh, crystals kind of sticking out through the seams on the on the apparatus that are attached to it kind of deal amazing uh, you see uh, the ramp to get up onto the deck is already extended out waiting for you guys this again you guys your Oren and Brill and the crew have completed many types of these jobs this is not the first type of job that they've created the first couple times when they just appeared by the uh, airship was jarring Uh, but then after that it's just kind of old hat and habit and uh, expected now you guys go up and are met by an elf woman first thing that that attracts your attention is that her head is shaved so she doesn't have hair on on her head uh she has a style leather jacket that comes about uh mid torso and on it you can see a large insignia of what appears to be a military regiment uh she has knee-high combat boots and a simple rapier on her right hip. She looks at Orn and Brill. She goes, any trouble? And she has a smart grin on her face. This is Degella, your first mate, Orin. And uh, Orin says, of course, we wouldn't have it any other way, my dear. Now, would we? She looks at Bertram and Mork, and she goes, I see we've gathered some more baggage. Ah, no, baggage at all. These are my new friends. Our new friends, new compatriots, partners, one might yeah, say. Yeah, big time, big time baggage. Meet. As, <laughs> as Orin is talking, uh, she walks over to Brill, uh, holds out her hand uh, in a fist to Brill, um, kind of like a, like a pound it. It's like kind of, they've done this many, many times. So she just kind of holds it out as Orin's talking. She knows, like, to let Orin just kind of say what he has to say, he'll get there eventually. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What Meet my do? new friends. Meet my new friends, Mork and Bertram. Yeah, big time baggage as he whips out his 
probably a prop crossbow. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. It's natural baggage, if you know what I mean. And uh, just holds it in his hand. This is crossbow. She 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 looks at Mork and she goes, Oh my, oh, that is amazing. Yeah, the fine shape you got here. Was this a, a class? class so he goes, That's so cool. Where did you oh. get it? Do you oh, know how to fire thing? it? That looks so cool. You look so oh, strong. Yeah, well, you know, it's a it's a replica so, piece. Oh, oh, so, uh, wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, replica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Very I'm, cool. I'm, uh, Very I'm cool. Actually, you, you don't she looks over to she she turns her back to Bork. She looks at Bertram. She goes, "What's your deal? You make things. You you fix things." <laughs> Is I that mean, why you're here? I usually don't deal with assholes. If that's what you're getting at. Because <laughs> ah. I like this one. I like this one. She goes, Brill, you going to leave me hanging? She still has her fist out to Brill. He uh, shoots out his hand. And as you might assume, well, you would assume he puts out a fist. But instead, he puts out a hand. Grabs <laughs> fist, shakes it firmly. <laughs> she, she nods. It's exactly what she expected. <laughs> and she she turns to uh, Orin. She goes, "I know you have our next job destination, but before we go, you need to speak with your helmsman. Apparently, he needs the heart of an Arok and twelve earlobes given freely. Says that if he doesn't have them, then trouble and I quote will rain down on us like a rock pissing on a fresh patch of corn." Crazy bloody no! <laughs> What's he done now? She uh, presses her mouth into a thin line, just like irradiating supreme annoyance she goes yep and walks away <laughs> and you Orin hear says, I'll handle it you hear off in the distance captain captain we're in trouble captain coming Warwick coming uh, as you uh, wander over you just hear very excited there's a storm co- co- coming it seems like nobody is heeding me. What in the precious God's names do you people want? All I ask is for the heart of an Arak and 12 freely given earlobes. And he pulls his ears really, really far. <laughs> like they're about to rip. And this man has the gnarliest sideburns you've ever seen. Like they completely cover his ears. But he has the slickest and tightest and pointiest goatee as well um this is warhick pitbone he has the prototypical you know artificer goggles on his forehead he has a flight suit that's stained with oils uh and his hair is salt and pepper and he's just looking absolutely manic he goes 12 12 of these is that too much to ask sweet idris if i wasn't here to take care of everybody on my ship then we would have we would have been died a long, long time ago. And you hear very, very sweetly from behind you guys a, a voice. She goes, Master Pitbone, what have we said about taking our lady Idris's name in vain? And you all turn, and you see a sweet, petite, kind little halfling woman. She's wearing the traditional dress of Eternian cleric. A robe that seems to be constantly changing hues that's clasped together by a brooch emblazoned 
with the symbols of the Orthane deities. He goes, beg your pardon, Sister D, I meant no harm. Just feeling misunderstood is all. And out from under the helm, uh, he, he comes out. He gives Sister D an, an apologetic hug. She goes, there, there, Warwick, it's, it's okay, it's okay. Just please, don't do it again. And she smiles. She goes, Captain, it's good to have you, have you back. Always nice to see you again, Sophia. She uh, goes over to Brill and just gives Brill a massive hug. Always good to see you, my sweet Brill. Always good to see you. And Brill extends his arms to complete extension and wraps all <laughs> the way around, almost twice around her. And just squeezes tight in a loving way, but almost too tight. Like he doesn't know how strong he is. He goes, oh, that's just how I like it, Brill. That's just how I like it. She releases her hug. She goes over to Bertram and she goes, my dear boy, you look famished. Can I get you something to eat? Sure. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. I've been waiting to cook some some good food. And she goes and she goes over to Mork and she pats Mork on the belly. And she goes, you look like you can eat as well, sir. What is your name? I mean, <laughs> it's it's muscle, but it's Mork. It's, it's honest. It's muscle under there. Like, I could probably do like 200 crunches or something. It's, it certainly yeah. is. It certainly is. It is. <laughs> she grasps your, your hand with uh, both her hands, and they're not even big enough to go around your hand, Mork. They're just like little toddler hands, like on the, uh, like clasping it. And she goes, It is so good to have you on this ship. It is so good to have you on this ship. Come, come. I will, I will make you food. You remind me of my mom. She pats you on the belly again. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you feel my muscles? Do you guys see that? <laughs> Obviously sweating. <laughs> you hear Warhick again. He goes, Captain! Captain! Yes, Warhick! Captain! Kind of rolling his eyes, he walks over. Arak Earlopes. Either. <laughs> Steer the ship. You'll get what you need. You always do. All right, you are, Captain. That's why I stick with you. That's why I. Uh, that's why I let you take care of of my ship. And he uh, goes back to the helm. And he starts the uh, sequence to lift off. Behind you, Orin, almost imperceptible because he knows how to sneak up on you. Is uh. An enormous figure. Mork, did you follow Sister D? Um, I think I'm going to stick next to Bertram, uh, wherever he goes. <laughs> Bertram, did you follow or are you staying there? No, I... Sorry. Bertram, he... Like, he hasn't been around, like, <laughs> other people in a long time. Okay. And all of these people are fucking yeah. weird. So I think Mork is gonna gonna whisper yes. to uh gathering to Bert, himself just, here. Just be like, Bert, this is a uh, kind of a lot, right? It's like <laughs> ev- everything everything has been kind of a lot, weird, right? As you, the last hey, day. as you say that to your right, Bertram, all of a sudden y- you feel this presence of this 
enormous hulking creature. You take a look and you see a dragonborn, blue scaled dragonborn. And Is he, he comes just up. standing there staring at me? No, he, it looks like he hasn't even looked at you. He just goes up to Orin, um, behind Orin, just stands there and just breathes. Without turning around, Orin says, Talmuk, how are we running? How are things? Well, well, yes, good. Well, if, uh... If you ignore Warhick's constant bickering, then, uh... Don't yeah, we always? Don't we always? The little man has his talents, and he takes uh, Orin in the warrior grasp, right? This dragonborn is blue scaled but he's wearing a tank top uh changes colors today it's just plain white he's wearing military cargo pants that taper to his bare feet and it looks as though he has a little bit of a limp as well uh he goes no engines are good uh where are we heading to next captain places unknown my friend places unknown Ah, uh, he goes, just how I like it. Just how I like it. And he kind of growls. And he goes, what's up, Tiny? And he looks down at Brill. Stabbed anyone lately? <laughs> <laughs> Brill pulls out his knives with his arms retracted. So it's just his little arms. <laughs> and then um, he does like some flourishing of the knives. And then he puts him back in his in his coat, and then he, he drops his head and says, "Only a little." Being <laughs> <laughs> sad and dejected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You'll get more chances. And he pats Brill on the head, and he goes, "I see you picked up some uh, some strays here." And he goes, "Any of them? Can any of you uh, work the engines with me?" Yep, I'm coming. Right behind you. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and he drifts back in the distance. He steps away. Sure. <laughs> Before he walks away, he goes, Ah, oh, I apologize. I spend most of my days with uh, the engine. Name's Talmuk Udoltrin. And he extends his hand out to Mork. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,. You you can call you can call me Mork. And he like whips his arm, not even looking at where the arm is, <laughs> just hard and fast at wherever the arm is. Doesn't move him at all. <laughs> Doesn't move his hand at all. Incredibly faced by that. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you just like one shake, right? Just one up and down. Pleased yeah, to meet you. Definitely, man. You know, and you, sir, what's your name? And he extends his hand out to Bertram. Uh, Bertram's just gonna take it, like he would normally. It's not gonna. It's just like a normal handshake for him. It's, uh, you can call me Bertram. That's a pretty fancy suit that you got there, Bertram. And they, he shakes your hand. Not as hard as Mork. Because <laughs> <laughs> he respects you already. Because yeah, you're gonna work in the engine room with him. Because you may wanna find something a little. You know, something you can get dirty. I don't want to get those fancy clothes uh, dirty for you. Just follow um, me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he leads you to the to the engine room. Going to make a perception check, Mork. Okay. He's he's lost puppy now that uh, Bertram's gone. 
It's an 18. With an 18, you see in the corner of your eye kind of this figure move. Degella. And you didn't notice before. No, not, <sighs> not Degella. Looks like it's this l- a lumbering machine, kind of like Brill, but much bigger than Brill. It looks as though he has arcane symbols tattooed into his 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 body, which seems almost impossible because he's made of metal as well. But he's also wearing like these monk style pants and sash. And you notice this large dents on the back of his skull. And he's just walking away from you. And you see him go down underneath. Uh, in the lower uh, quarters. He's kind of like the... You know, when you go to, like, after-school program or anything like that, and you you don't have any friends the first day, I think that's kind of where he's at right now. You're just kinda, I'm just kind of standing with a crossbow, light crossbow in hand. My replica crossbow. <laughs> the, the replica? The replica. <laughs> the crossbow says replica. Just, just throw it off the boat, man. Are they, just throw it off. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go stand by. Uh, I'm gonna note that, and then uh, go stand by Brill, and uh, just ask. Uh, he's. Uh, you guys got a pretty cool uh, family. Is that a crew or like a, a family that you guys call it? Whatever. Whatever, dude. What? So this, this is, this to, is Brill. to Brill. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is Debril. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so Brill's like, um, uh, Brill says, you could call it a family, I guess. I mean, we sleep in the same boat, if that's what a family is. Should like <laughs> he's not even really sure like what you're asking him. <laughs> he's like, like. <laughs> He's a robot. Like you're asking him about whether it's a family. <laughs> like what? I don't know if Mark understands that. That and doesn't. Then Vin g- Diesel yep. pops out out of and nowhere, slaps us in our asses. <laughs> <laughs> family. Damn. You feel this tiny hand grab your hand, Mark? Degella. Come. Oh, come. Yeah. Oh. Uh, sister, sister D. Do you get it? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> she goes, "Come, it's time for you to eat." She pats your belly again, and she 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 leads you down uh, to the to the kitchen. Orin calls afterward. You won't be sorry, lad. The best food you'll it's have. It's one hundred percent muscle. Yeah. Hey, hear, what are we having for dinner? Yeah. You hear, Captain? Captain? Coming, coming, Mohik. <laughs> and, uh, Brill, where do you go? You're kind of just left there on your own. Brill's gonna walk over to his closest friend, Ace. So, Ace, uh, knowing Brill, goes down to Brill's room, right? His quarters. And he's just waiting there for Brill, kind of in the, uh, in the corner. His arms are, are folded. He sees you walk in, nods to you, and I think you guys... Have you shared your, your visions with, with Ace? Yeah, I've told Ace everything. Ace is your boy. Yeah. So so when I come up to Ace, first off, I hold out my hand with a fist. 
just like what uh, Degella. Yeah. Um, so that's what Degella did to me, and then, like I acted dumb and like sugar. But I like hold out my fist to uh, to Ace. He goes, but he doesn't hit you with the front side of his fist. He hits you with the bottom side of his fist. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just sit down next to him. And he goes, you have any visions? Yeah, this this one was different. And then mm-hmm. I, I, I tell him um, what I saw in the vision. Yeah. Um, you know, that it seems to be people that we're just now meeting. Yeah. He goes, all right. I'll keep an eye on him for you. And he walks out. Of the room.